You're listening to the Daily Podcast Practice Show. It's Monday, June 14th of 2021, and I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, where I spend somewhere between seven and eight minutes on average each and every day practicing talking into a microphone, trying to get more better at it, trying to sound like I know what I'm doing. Good luck with that, Rich. Keep trying. You can find out more about me and the podcast at dailypodcastpractice.com. Today in the United States of America, it's Flag Day. Okay, this I know this is way off, but I can't think at all about flags without immediately thinking of Roman Mars and his obsession with flags and flag design. I know Roman Mars because he is the host, I guess, and creator of the podcast called 99% Invisible. It's all about design, and of course, that includes the design of flags. He's a smart guy, and he has interests that range all over the place. Now, by smart, I mean he's he's got good intellect. It's not like he's a rocket scientist. It, his, his smartness tends to be more left brain than right brain. I think I got the right sides right. More intuitive in design as opposed to rational and mathematical. I, I hope that's right. And if it's not, Roman, please forgive me. I meant well, okay? I've been listening to his podcast, 99PI, forever. Like maybe 10 years? I don't know. I know it's one of the first podcasts that I started listening to regularly, and that was back in 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. You can find more at their website, 99pi.org. That's 99pi.org. I know that we have Flag Day every year, but I've never paid much attention to it. I, you know, I don't know anything about it, but it's, it's a thing. And I'm, I'm kind of wary of celebrating it because... One thing I know about flags is they are very strong symbols, very strong symbols. And I think part of their strength comes from the fact that we perceive that our soldiers, our armed men and women, go off to war and they fight for the flag. They give their lives for the flag. And so we don't want to disrespect the flag because maybe that disrespects their ultimate sacrifice. And I I get that, but that doesn't make the flag sacred because maybe that's not the right way to be thinking about flags. And then there's the business of the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag and requiring or not requiring people to say it. I think now in the school systems, it is not required that anyone say the Pledge of Allegiance. And frankly, I agree with that. We have no right to force someone to stand in a public place and speak audibly that they are pledging their allegiance to a flag. That's just out of line. Now, if someone feels that and they want to, go for it. But I just can't think that it's right to force people to do that. Please don't mistake this as me being unpatriotic or not loving my country. Uh, that's just not the way it is. But um, but I had so those things to say about it. I'm I'm grateful on this on this day on this flag day for the freedoms and the opportunities that this flag in this country has given me. I don't have anything to complain about. So let's lighten up a little bit and go to abc57.com where they have this article that's called It's Flag Day. Here are some fun facts about the American flag you may not have known. It's an article by CNN. It was posted earlier today. Fun fact number one, Betsy Ross is a phony. She's considered an American hero known for creating the American flag. The story says that she lobbied General George Washington to change the design, giving us the historic mock-up we've come to know and love. The truth is there is zero, zero proof that this ever happened, although it's taught to elementary school children as history. 
Ross is more in line with American myth legends Paul Bunyan and Johnny Appleseed, maybe Sasquatch, than historic figures like Clara Barton or Benjamin Franklin. Author Mark Leapson, who wrote uh, Old Glory, Flag, and American Biography, says that, quote, every historical study has come to the same conclusion. There's no good historical evidence that Betsy Ross did this flag. That doesn't mean that she didn't. There's simply a lack of documentation. Most historians believe the story is apocryphal, unquote. President Woodrow Wilson, in a ceremony recognizing the first national observance of Flag Day, was asked about his thoughts on Ross, and he replied, quote, Would that it were true! Exclamation mark, unquote. It turns out Betsy Ross is the biggest lie your kindergarten teacher ever told you, except that Bubbles, the class gerbil, was moving to a farm upstate. <laughs> I'm sorry, I think my kindergarten teacher told us some more lies, like, Santa Claus, for one. But I digress. Here's another fun fact. The flag has gone through several makeovers. Before the flag's current 50-star design, there were a number of other versions, some wackier than others. A wacky, a wacky flag design. Fun fact number three, are we on? Yeah, number three. The current designer got a B-minus for his idea. The designer of our current flag was a 17-year-old Boy Scout named Robert Heft. What did this talented team get in return for creating the iconic look? A grade of B-. See, schools aren't fair. Grading isn't fair. I'm just saying. Heff's teacher asked students at Lancaster High School in Ohio to design a new 50-star flag after Hawaii and Alaska joined the Union. Robert arranged it with five rows of six stars and four rows of five stars, spending 12 and a half hours sewing the flag. His teacher said the design was unoriginal and gave him the mediocre grade of B-, but offered to raise it to an A if the design was accepted nationally. So, Robert wrote to his congressman, yeah, and it got accepted, and he got an A. When his flag was adopted on July 4, 1960, his teacher changed his grade to an A. Well, that's the right thing to do. Good. Good for showing some spine there and making that correction. All right, the last one, and probably the longest, here is Old Glory belonged to a sea captain. No, that's not a myth. That's a fun fact. Old Glory is one of the most popular nicknames for the flag, along with the Stars and Stripes and the Red, White, and Blue. The phrase isn't just a generic nickname. It's actually the name of a specific flag, a 17-foot by 10-foot banner that still hangs today in the Smithsonian National Museum of American History. Old Glory was the most popular symbol of the Union during the Civil War and belonged to Sea Captain William Driver. Driver received the flag from his mother and hung it from the mast of his ship. He journeyed for 20 years to China, India, Gibraltar, and the South Pacific with the flag adorning his ship, hanging from the tallest spire, I imagine. He wrote, quote, It has ever been my staunch companion and protection. Savages and heathens, lowly and oppressed, hailed and welcomed it at the far end of the wild, wide world. Then why should it not be cold, cold, then why should it not be called Old Glory? Unquote. In the midst of Driver's retirement from seafaring, the Civil War broke out. The sailor had been born in Salem, Massachusetts, but moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and his flying of the Union flag greatly angered Confederates. Driver fended off numerous attempts from Confederate soldiers to steal Old Glory and waved it defiantly during battles. Before he died, he passed along his prized possession to his daughter, Jane Rowland, saying, quote, this is my old ship flag, Old Glory. I love it as a mother loves her child. Take it and cherish it, 
as I have always cherished it, for it has been my steadfast friend and protector in all parts of the world, savage, heathen, and civilized, unquote. End of article. There you go. Well, that was entertaining, somewhat informative, somewhat worthy of a day of podcast practice, I think. Yeah, it's been a good day for me, but it's over. We're done with this episode. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.